0: Traveling the world, searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, horsemen. It's Thursday again. This is Scott Miller, founder of the International Equine Network. And we're getting back in our regular routine as far as the horse industry and living is concerned here in sunny South Florida. Um, couldn't have it any better. Uh, You know, it's it's really exciting to see all the things that are coming up that we're doing here on International Equine Network, and we're starting to really get into, uh, you know, our season, our equine season here. And um, one of the things that um, we're going to talk about today is this show is pretty much going to be about um, the horse racing industry as a whole for the thoroughbreds. Um, the reason we're doing this is, is because um, throughout the country and throughout uh, uh, the international equine industry, uh, the horse um, uh, industry is back to normal, uh, pretty much. The only thing that we're missing now is uh, the fans that you know that attend the horse uh, shows and the horse racing and everything. And also, uh, we're excited about it. We're on track for the Kentucky Derby this year, uh, back to its normal schedule, until yesterday. And then uh, we had a, had a little bit of an um, interesting situation uh, to talk about here. Um, the road to the Derby is on its regular schedule, as it has been in the past, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, what have you. And just just when everybody's saying, oh, man, the COVID, you know, we're dealing with it, we're getting around, um, we end up with uh, one of the uh, races, uh, uh, the derby prep races at Oakland, they had to cancel due to winter weather conditions. And, um, you know, it, it was really uh, uh, a setback for the, the horses that are there because um, they had some good horses. Uh, that that were coming in. And uh we were really surprised. Uh, you know, we don't know what in the heck they're gonna do, you know, trainer wise to reschedule the horses um that were gonna be running at Oakland this weekend. Um, you know, it, it's tough. Um, you know, when you're there the Southwest Stakes, which is a key grade three stake race um uh for um thera- for the thoroughbreds uh, leading up to the Derby, it's a $750,000 race. And also now you've got to figure out where you're going to go because you peaked your horse for this Saturday and you've got nowhere to run him. And so now, you know, it, it plays a big um, a big difference in your training schedule on the road to the Kentucky Derby. Um, not saying that this can hurt your horse, but it certainly doesn't help him, uh, you know, to do it because now you got to start looking at other avenues, you know, to go through it. Um the re- the weather there in Hot Springs is just it was brutal. A lot of ice and, and snow, you know, that type of thing. Uh that, that you're looking at. Brad Cox has a stable there. Uh, you know, he's trying to get his horses back in, in into the swing of things. And um, you know, what what can you do? Uh, you know, you, you have to try to do all different kinds of training uh you know, changes to get out of the weather. How long do you stay in Hot Springs? Do you ship out and go to Louisiana, or do you go to Florida? You know, to to avoid some of those things. Uh, you know, they could they could literally um, ship in here to uh, Florida, Gulf Stream for the Fountain of Youth coming up. Um, you know, and then the Florida Derby, and then you're you know you're guaranteed warm weather. You know, you're not going to get any ice or snow here, that's for sure. And so. Um, you know, it's just making it making a whole uh, changing everything all together, all together. You know, so um, you know that that's what we're going to start talking about now. There's other there's two other key races when are coming up this uh, uh, this week, and uh, we were uh, really looking forward to uh, this race at the Golden Gate. Um, it's a hundred thousand uh, dollars for three year olds. Um, it's a really good race. It's called the El Camino Real Derby. Uh, it's, uh, post time is 4:15 uh, uh, California time. Um, the thing I like about this race is it's a good race that can really uh, judge how good your horse is getting, um, especially out on the East Coast. Uh, the purse money is only a hundred thousand dollars, and I say only a hundred thousand, but that's good. But um, what it does is it eliminates a lot of horses out there, and and they've got a nice uh, nine-horse feel. Um, You know, Patty Gallagher, uh, Cherie has horses in. Mandela um, has a nice horse. Ian Hardy's got a a nice horse in there. And um, Mr. McCarthy has has a real nice horse, um, you know, in the race. And, And so now... You know, you're on schedule. You're at the El Camino Royale Derby. You're on schedule uh, to go um, uh, onto the Kentucky Derby, and that that's really going to uh, help a lot. Um, if you tune into ientv.org on Saturday, you can um, get the link to America's Best Racing, and you can watch it live. Uh, you know, on Saturday. With us. So that that's out at Golden Gate uh, Field. Not a lot of horses come out of that uh, race that that go on to you know win the Kentucky Derby um, because um, at this stage in point, if they do good in this race, uh, you've got a lot of options, uh, you know, to start looking at, um, you know, w- with with that race uh, when you're coming up through the Derby. Uh, a lot of times, people I'll go to the Bluegrass Stakes in Kentucky. Um, you know, and run and then you know, skip on over the derby to the Preakness. Uh, they can do that, but um, there's a lot of good purse money in California, and I'm telling you, you know, if you don't have a horse that just can really you know, pick them up and throw them down, uh, you know, a lot of these trainers uh, stay in California where they can make a lot of money, you know, uh, racing in California, and, and then the second um, uh, derby. Uh, preparation for the weekend, um, is it, at the fairgrounds in New Orleans. It's the race 13, it's the Risen Star, and it's 6.18 post-time um, for that in New Orleans. And I tell you what, this one is a good stepping stone to the Louisiana Derby. Um, this is a good race. Uh, the track and, and at the fairgrounds is exceptional uh, this year. Um, a lot of good trainers have, have shipped a lot of horses down there, more so than they have before in the past. And um, what I like about uh, this race here is um, we have a lot of good good trainers in here. Uh, Dallas Stewart um, ha- has a real nice horse uh, called Starring in My Dreams. Um, they, Brian Hernandez will be up on that carrying 122 pounds. And Dallas is is a good old Louisiana boy that knows how to get horses ready. And uh, when you go, you always got to keep uh, against Dallas. True. You always got to keep an eye on him, uh, you know, because he'll always be right in the hunt somewhere. Um, he will be a factor in this race some way, shape, or form. And uh, he's a nice horse bred in Kentucky. And then um, uh, we're sitting in here looking at uh, all 13 horses, Steve Ashmuson has midnight bourbon and that midnight bourbon, I tell you what, that horse can flat out get, get around the track. Um, he, he's a tough horse. Uh, he figures in derby top 10 and, um, he is, uh, uh, really a good horse. Joe Calamo will be riding him and, and there's a lot of standouts in here, uh, you know, that are on their way up. Um, one horse that, that I think is a nice horse is the twelve horses. Keep uh, keep them in mind. Um, this, this horse is a, a unique horse. Um, you don't know how he's going to run, where he's going to run, when he's going to run. Uh, you might show up with a with a star on on Saturday, and you know he might bounce, and you you, you don't have nothing in him. But but he's a horse that I think should really take a, a look at. Um, but like I said, um, this is another preparation for the Kentucky Derby. Uh, you can see it on, uh, get the link on IENTV.org and, and watch the race live on Saturday um, and, and all. So, uh, you know, the weather is playing a lot of factors in here. The COVID is not playing a factor anymore in what we're, what we're doing in the thoroughbred industry. Uh, not at all, uh, and which is unusual. Uh, because we're on schedule a- as we thought we would be and hoped that we would be, and so we are. So um, now we're going to take a look at the Derby Dozen. Um, we we got an awful lot of uh, uh, horses that, that are looking good right now, and um, uh, ho- races like uh, the Risen Star and, uh, you know, the uh, uh, Southwest and the Al Camino Real Derby, um, You know, all factor into it, but there's a lot of races along the way that you can take uh, to get to the Derby, and and one of them comes up at Keeneland, and I tell you, Keeneland, wait, there's a lot of nice races at a mile, mile and an eighth, that are good uh, races to uh, uh, tone uh, your horses up, get them ready for for the uh, for the Derby, and um, I was really surprised. Um, you know, uh, this year, where some of the trainers took their horses, uh, some that usually go take a lot to Hot Springs uh, didn't. They went to Louisiana and to Florida. Um, you know, so and we haven't seen many uh, West Coast trainers come east uh, this year. Not like we have in the past. So you know, that's telling me uh, a lot that uh, maybe the COVID has slowed them down a little bit. You know, as far as coming east is concerned, but it tells me that, that their training conditions that they're uh, in in California, um, you know, is, uh, you know, working well for them and everything. So um, back to our Derby dozen here, uh, we have essential quality. Uh, he's a Brad Cox trained horse uh, in, in Hot Springs. So uh, it makes it a little interesting to see what's going to happen, you know, with him. Um, you know, none of the four races, uh, won, uh, four, four of those won their three year old debuts. Um, a trend. this Colt looks, uh, to, uh, be good for the Southwest. And now you got the top horse in the Derby dozen. Um, you know, now where's he going to go? Uh, you know, that's going to be really key to see where he goes and where he goes. I think he's coming to Florida. I think he's going to come to Florida for the Fountain of Youth and the, and the Florida Derby uh, or for the Tampa Bay Derby. Um, I think that's where he'll come uh, because then he'll get out of the situation that he's in. And um, he can always go back to uh, Arkansas for the Arkansas Derby, but I think, I think he'll come to Florida. We'll know here in the next uh, few few days. Um, the second horse is Fire at Will, and he's a Mike Maker-trained horse. Uh, nice horse. I, I like the bottom side on the breeding. It's Kitten's Joy, so that tells me that this horse is going to have, um, you know, plenty of uh, distance in his bloodline. Uh, I think I think he'd be very very good. Um, you know, uh, Mike Maker. He he he's quiet. You don't see see or hear much about him, but every now and then, you know, he pops up. His day's coming. You know, and then all of a sudden you're going to see everything, you know, happen. Uh, you know, he'll be one right and left every every which way you go. Uh, see what happens with it. Um, but that, That's fire at will um, for Mike Maker. Uh, a horse that I like, and the reason I like him, is because of his name and because of the, uh, the people that own him and, and uh, you know, Bob Baffert's the trainer. He's owned by the China Horse Club in One Star Farm. Um, This horse can, This horse has got so much talent in him, it, it's just scary. Uh, you know, when you see him. Um, he's had a couple half mile workouts on uh, January 27th and February 1st. Um, he was cut loose in a brief February 8th at Santa Anita Park, uh, smoking six furlongs in 112 flat without any urging and that says a, a lot right there. Uh you know this horse is doing this on his own and and when you see that happen, you know, it, it's kind of scary because you, you don't know what's going to happen, you know, down the road with him because he he might be over aggressive. And it's going to be hard to keep him him going, you know, in the right direction. But Bob Baffert knows how to do that. And uh, uh aside from leaving the, the starting gate, uh, he has yet to trail in two races, including a victory uh, over Medina Spirit in the January 2nd Sham Stakes. So um, many similarities to the 2020 Horse of the Year authenticate at this uh, early stage of his career. So, you know, Bob is hopeful for him, but, uh, you know, you never can tell. But this horse is the real deal. He is the real deal. Uh, you know, when you race like he does and, and the works that he's getting and you don't even have to ask him, uh, it, it makes, it makes him the real deal. And he could, he could be uh, the horse to beat. Um, the number four horse in our 12 is, uh, greatest humor trained by Suge McGahee. And Suge is the type of person that uh, only runs a horse where he can win. And uh, when you see him uh, taking a horse over to the paddock, tackle him up, and send him out, he, he's going over there. He's serious about it. Um, you know, he, he's just dead serious about it. Um, this is, uh, he, he's kind of like Orb, uh, the one in the uh, 2013 Kentucky Derby. Um, you know, that that was a, a, a great thing for uh, him to have, Orb was. And this this horse, uh that he has now, greatest uh, greatest honor, I think will um handle the two terms very well. Um so now they're looking at, in in Florida uh, here in which he's based at Gulfstream, um they're they're looking here to go to the Holy Bull Stakes, the Fountain of Youth, or the the Florida Derby. Uh, so he's got a lot of uh you know options here. And that's what it's all about—is the options. And you got good weather, and you know you don't have to travel. You can stay in Stream all winter long, and and you know it just it just makes it good for them to do that. Um, so I, I think that that's a nice horse too. And like I said, this thing's going to change an awful lot over the next um, you know two or three um, um, weeks. Uh, get more focused, more serious. Uh, you know who you're going to be going against, um, and, that, and number five is Medina Spirit, which is a Bob Baffert trained horse. Um, this horse is is a nice horse. the um, he was he was narrowly winning in a mile and a sixteenth in the Robert B Lewis stakes uh, over demanding drying uh, track at Santa Anita and galloped out with energy. Um, so uh, they they liked the way he galloped out. You know, but they really weren't pleased with the race. You know, it could have been, it could have been better for him. Um, now we got another Brad Cox uh, horse, this Caddo River. Um, he's a nice horse. Um, this can, can compete with all the horses that we're talking about. And I'm getting you guys so confused about the Derby 12. It isn't going to be funny, but that's where he went a lot of money is, uh, listening to the people that are confused a lot about what they're doing. But uh this Caddo River, uh he, he won the Smarty Jones at Oakland by ten and a quarter lengths. Uh he he you know, when you come into the Smarty Jones, you know, a lot of people, you know, are really hoping to uh test their horse and see what happens there. But this horse wins by ten and a quarter lengths. Um he, he won a maiden at Churchill last fall. Uh then he twice finished in front of my greatest honor. Um, when they were second and third, respectfully, in a pair of seven furlong maiden races in New York. So this this horse is well-traveled. And again, you know, we're going back to uh, talking about, um, you know, where he's going to run and, you know, where he's at. He's in Hot Springs. Uh, you know, and they're pointing him for the March 13th Rebel Stakes um, is what they're looking at for him. And then Naturally, he would stay there to you know to compete in the Arkansas derby uh so that that's what they're looking at with him. Um, we have a concert tour, which is another Bob Bafford horse um, that he has. He owns the spot wearing down the, um, the comebacking stable mate freedom fighter um, by half length February sixth in the San Vincent Stakes. Um, his pedigree suggests that uh, he should uh, be able to handle a route and get around, um, and he, he's he's a nice horse. Um, he, I think he can handle the distance. Bob knows what he's doing with him, but again, um, you know, this is a horse that uh, you know you got to decide what you're going to do with him. Is he going to be strong enough to to win the Kentucky Derby? Um, you know, there's a lot of other races along the way that could, um, you know, really uh, prove this horse is a good horse, you know, uh, by taking it easy. And sometimes the hardest thing to do is say, I'm not going to run in the derby, but i got a good horse, you know, that could probably do it, and then, you know, you go for the Preakness, uh, you know, uh, or the the Belmont Stakes. Uh, So there's a lot of things that the trainers have to do now, you know, in order to get their horses, you know, into Churchill, on the first Saturday in May, um, that, that's going to be a, a, a tough one, uh, you know, to 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 decide. Um, this this horse that we're going to talk about now is number nine on our list. Um, he's called the Great One. Um, this horse is, is uh, kind of unique. Uh, he's by Nyquist, Little Miss uh, Protocol by El uh, Corridor. Um, he trains the son of Nyquist, who gave the trainer his, his second Kentucky Derby victory in 2016, um, after first winning it with I'll Have Another. Uh, Nyquist's youngest uh, uh, youngsters are runners, and they just uh, do what they want to do. They're they're really cool, uh, good horses, um, you know. So we don't know where this horse is going to go uh, what he's going to do with him. Um, there's all kinds of options. Um, this horse is, is really good. Um, he's Louisiana bred. And so we're thinking that maybe he, uh, he might be, uh, a real nice, uh, horse for, the uh, Louisiana Derby. Uh, and then a the horse that is kind of hanging around is, uh, Jackie's warrior, uh, for Steve Ashmussen. Um, Let me tell you, this horse, horse players entirely forgive his fade to fourth in the fast-paced TBG Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Um, Let me tell you, this horse horse was all that and then some, and the next thing you know, you know he fades to fourth. Um, And like I said, he's a young horse, and and when you start uh, looking at young horses, you don't know – uh what you're gonna get, when you're gonna get it, or when he's gonna come back, or if he ever does come back. And um, you know, so uh, uh he they were gonna point him towards the southwest. And um, you know, that that was a tough because it would have been a showdown with essential quality and keep uh keep me in the mind. Um so, you know, now they gotta go different directions. Uh are they gonna stay in hot springs and hang around for the Arkansas Derby or, you know, where are they going to go with him? Um, you know, that, that's going to be an interesting one to find out where he goes, goes with him. So, um, you know, those are just a few of the Derby, uh, 12 that we're looking at. Uh, there's going to be a, it's going to change every week. You know, it'll change every week, especially after the, the bad weather and hot springs, uh, you know, is what we're looking at there. Um, I tell you, Right now, as we're looking at the uh, uh, Derby future wager, uh, it's really looking uh, interesting. It's really looking interesting. Um, one of the things that um, that I, I put a lot of stock into are are the Derby wagering pools uh, because you have literally some of the best uh, handicappers in the world, you know, that are that are starting to play these horses. And um that tells you a lot about, you know, uh, the business in itself. Um, you know, I I'm telling you, this Jackie's warrior, uh on the on the on the Derby future wagering is at 12. Life is good is at 13. Um Goodnight Bourbon is running uh uh soon uh he, he's down at 16. And so, you know, it just goes to show you you can have good racing from these horses, but yet when you get down to it and you start looking at uh, things like the, uh, um, you know, the, the future wagering, that tells you a lot because there's a lot of experts that that are really know what they're doing and whittling this, uh, you know, this down, and so that's that's what we're looking at there. But um, you know, like I said, every week it's going to change. We're going to have different horses, different trainers. Um, Some are going to pop up out of nowhere like my net bird did, uh, you know, a few years back and and came in and won the Kentucky Derby from out west. Um, You know, just all kinds of things. Uh, The COVID has not affected us now. It's the weather, you know, that's affected us. Um, We could have a lot of rain here in the spring, you know, in Florida. Um, Louisiana could get a lot of rain. Uh, The weather conditions sometimes can get bad there. Um, certainly, you know, we're not in Kentucky now, um, you know, because um, there's just not the, the races that uh, we can go to there. Uh, you know, New York is holding up pretty good, um, you know, with their races. Uh, most of those horses that are will run in the races in New York are stable in New York. They, they haven't uh, gone anywhere, you know, or done anything. So, um, you know, that's what we're looking at every weekend. Um, You come to our website, you know, and you can see uh, the Derby prep races and other races from all across the country and America's Best Racing. Uh, We'll give you the link right to that. And also, You know, it's Derby time, folks. A lot of decisions have to be made. Um, You know, you've got to start really looking at the the riders. Uh, Right now, that's one of the uh, toughest parts of uh, having all these uh, prep races that are coming up is um, you know a trainer like say Bob Baffert uh, might have uh, four or five different horses and so he's got to try to fit his jockeys with his horses and sometimes that's hard to do uh, you know uh, when, you, when you're out and, and if you get a horse that um, you know uh, is on the road to the uh, Arkansas Derby we'll say or Florida Derby you usually want to stick with that horse so you know, the 1st of, um, of uh, uh, March is when you have to have all your um, uh, plans solidified. Uh, you got to have, have your jockey. Um, you know, the 1st of March you come in and you'll say, Johnny Velasquez, you're going to ride my horse uh, and we're going to the Derby and this is the races that we're doing because we're down to, you know, the last two months of getting to the Derby. And um, that's difficult. Uh, because you might have a nice horse, uh, you know, going into the Arkansas Derby, and he throws you a bad race, and then the problem that you have then is you got to decide, you know, did he just have a bad day? Are we going to continue on with the plan? You know, what are we going to do with him? So, you know, that that makes it kind of tough, you know, on the trainers and the owners and the jockeys, you know, to do what they're doing. Here and everything so uh but it, you know it's an exciting time of the year um we've got all the stake races coming up uh you know that, that we gotta uh worry about and, and um and try to get them there and then you know another another thing and i didn't even think about this until i just uh, you know read read it here is um in 2021 uh it's it's uh, when you're in your end, uh, series, which is the Breeders' Cup Challenge Series. Um, they're going LASIK free in 2021. And so, um, uh, you know, the trainers have to start thinking about things like of that nature, uh, you know, about your horses. Uh, you know, if you go through the Triple Crown Series and you've got your horse on Lasix, you just can't come up and pull him off of Lasix. you know, a month before the Breeders' Cup uh, you know, uh if you've got a, a nice three year old. Uh it's something that you have to really think about. And then I and then we're sure uh, that next year it'll be LASIK free, you know, for all racing. Uh, you know, that that'll be one of the things that um, you know, that they're probably looking at at. Um the the point in your end series is a tough series. Um, because if you want to get your uh horse into the classic uh, you know, there's a lot of races that you have to, you know, uh, think about running, you know, to get in. And if you're going to do, you know, shoot for the Breeders' Cup races, then right now you got to make up your mind, all my horses aren't going to be running on Lasix. Uh, you know, it's something that you just can't, um, you know, you can't do. Um, you know, you can't take them off and put it back on, take them off and put it back on. But, but that's one of the uh, things that um, when in your in-series goes LASIKs free, in 2021 and also uh, uh that's another thing to note uh, about what we're doing you know here in in the thoroughbred industry uh you know the uh, pressure that's on you to to run in the kentucky derby and note note that i said run in the kentucky derby Uh the pressure is even tougher to win the kentucky derby um a lot of trainers uh I love to have their horses, uh, you know, run in the Kentucky Derby. But Let's all be honest with them, folks. There's a lot of horses that shouldn't be running in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, you know, that, that's for sure. Uh, you know, we all know that. And, uh, maybe probably 10 or 12 of them at the most, you know, could be in there, but you never can tell what happens in the Kentucky Derby. And, uh, starting, uh, this week, uh, folks, uh, I'm going to start thanking some of the people that uh, are helping me with uh, my programs here, our experiment, our, our projects that we're trying to do. Uh, it's been a, somewhat of an expensive endeavor for me to um, uh, get a format to see what would happen uh, with uh, what we're doing here, and um, all my friends and and uh, my one of my employ, employers. Uh, here at Sunshine Meadows Equestrian Village and made it possible for me to do this show every week. Um, I, I'm very, very lucky here because um, I have Todd Pletcher uh, at our Palm Beach Towns, um facility. He keep, he winters his horses here, uh, and then he does keep horses here year-round, but he, he, the majority of them go back up north in, in May and everything. And then we have uh, our standard bread people here. We have Tony Alanya uh, that's here with us. Um, He was uh, very good. uh, I'd say maybe one of the best uh, standard bred trainers in the world. Uh, This year he won the Hamiltonian and the little brown jug, and that's very unusual, you know, for a trainer to do that standard bred industry. And uh, Tony's got over 100 horses with us here. And, um, you know, so that that makes it nice. And, And then we have other trainers here. We have like Lindy Farms that are here. Uh, We have uh, Travis Alexander that's here. Uh, You know, we have uh, uh, Mr. Webster that's here and uh, Eric Cherry's horses. So, uh, you know, we're we're doing pretty good, you know, here, I I would say. Uh, You know, you can't get any better than than our our show horses uh, that we have here. Uh, We have um, uh, Florida Atlantic University has their show horse team here. And uh, they're always traveling all over the country and all over the world, and, and they're doing real well. We have Larrington Farms with John Beebe uh, that's with us uh, down here. Jonathan ex-stirbred rider from Chicago, and uh, he's got a tremendous stable here. He's got 100 horses with us, you know, that are here. Um, and then we have uh, some smaller outfits um, like Larlane Farm and Victoria Jackson. Um, she's got a small stable here, about twenty horses, and she's competing and very competitive at Wellington that are here uh We have Tuukulay farm with Peggy Thorndike um they have a small stable here too, but they're always competitive and so that that makes it really exciting and then um uh you know uh so my job here is easy uh you know because of the clients that we have, and we also have uh Delray Equestrian Center um here in Delray, which they've got a little over 100 horses uh, they're always filled over there uh, heather mills is the manager and uh, she does real good with the um with all types of horses um if you got a horse that needs to be corrected um heather can correct that horse uh, it's amazing uh some of the things that um she's done with horses over there um she can uh, handle all disciplines uh, she's a great barrel racer. Um, she's a great uh, horseman all the way around. And she's there 24-7, and, and the Delray facility is just phenomenal. Uh, people, you know, really would like uh, to go visit that, uh, you know. So just call us here, uh, you know, at IEN, and we'll get all those connections to them. But uh, those are some of the people that are that are helping me here, um, you know, do what I do and um a lot of the things that you see on the website that i have uh have been people that uh have uh, contributed to the cause uh by allowing us to connect to their links uh you know such as hallway feed uh, hallway feed is is a is a company that um uh, they, like i've said before they can feed horses anywhere in the world and uh, they, you get the same feed no matter what and uh, they're experts on nutrition, and they feed a lot of winners uh, all over the world in all disciplines. And so those are one of the, uh, one of the companies that's helping us out a lot. Um, the other one is SHIP.com. It's a, a, a food and grocery and um, product delivery service. And uh, they cover everything from um, Office Depot to Target, Winn-Dixie, Publix, uh, CVS, Costco, um, you know, they're always bed, bath, and beyond. They're always adding something to it. So those just are just a few uh, that, that we have on our website. If you go to our website and you see anything, like we got Walmarts on there, um, we've got the MapQuest on there, they're all contributors to what we do here because they believe that eventually, <laughs> someday, uh, I'll get IE up to what it's supposed to be doing uh, the distribution of live and tape programming um you know because that's where the equine market's moving in now they're moving into um equine distribution because that right now uh, the only way um we can generate advertising dollars for the equine industry all breeds and all disciplines is via advertising and if you don't have people coming to your venue or to your races, you know, then the the advertisers, you know, they back up a little bit and say, hey, you know, you don't have this, you don't have that, and everything. So that's why that um, equine distribution is uh, uh, very important to all the things that are going on now. And, uh, you know, whether it's radio, Internet, you know, or television. And, And so all the different associations and events are figuring it out now. Uh, you know, they're, they figured it out. This is how they have to do it. And how are they going to do it? Um, it would be nice if, uh, most of the events could go to NBC or Fox or CBS or, you know, what have you and say, okay, guys, you know, this is what we have. Well, then you negotiate the deals down and, you know, it makes it difficult because you got to find a time slot, you know, on their program grid that, that works. And a lot of the uh, networks and, and the outlets have uh, a time slot, um, you know, that might be uh, not good on their on the main channel. Uh, then you go down the tier, you go to the second, third, and fourth channel. And uh, when you get down to the fourth, you know, channel uh, for them um, uh, distribution, you know, is fairly inexpensive. But you know, you can't go to a sponsor and say, okay, you know. I've only got 10,000 people, you know, on this channel. And, you know, whereas if I were two channels up, I'd have, you know, 50,000 people, you know, that uh, they would be going to. So, you know, that's what we're looking at now. And and that's why um, uh, all avenues, even, uh, you know, a small guy like me, um, you know, coming in here, uh, I'm not going to knock them dead with a lot of different, uh, you know, say, well, I got, you know, Ten thousand people watching, and you know that's not going to happen yet. Um, You know because we haven't even got into the video aspect of what we're doing or going to do. You know here, and so now uh, we just wanted to make sure that the format, uh, that the website was there, that it got people in every in any direction that you needed to be in the equine industry, and so it's working out. And eventually, what's going to happen is. Um, I'll take like for example um America's Day at the races that, that comes up. Um on Saturdays and Sundays mostly, uh because they're all the major races and and see even even the, the racetracks are having a hard time getting all their uh, uh racing broadcast live, you know, on major networks during the week. It's mainly, you know, on the weekends that you know that they have this. And so um uh, what what will happen to us on uh, at the wire, which features uh, america's day at the races uh, what'll happen is we'll come on air about thirty minutes uh, prior to um, the america's day at the racing and that and it would start at, at one o'clock and we'll kind of give you a brief um, you know description of what's going to be uh, seen on America's day at the races or uh, from Oakland or from any track that we're going to, uh, you know, that day. And we'll give it a little 30-minute, um, you know, introduction, and then we go from there. And, and that helps us get sponsors because at least we, you know, uh, you know, are, are offering a product that's, that's going to be good. Uh, you know, it'll be all from Fox or NBC, you know, that type of thing. And we just give that link to, you know, to our, our viewers and our listeners. And, you know, naturally you could go, you could go to, uh, you know, uh, watch it on, uh, other, uh, means. But what we're trying to do is have a one-stop shop, uh, where you come into IEM and, you know, you can get America's Day at the races. Um, you know, you might get, uh, uh tired of watching racing and, uh, you could go over to live, uh, polo, international and domestic polo. Uh, but you, once you get to our website, we can get you anywhere in the world for any discipline, you know, any breed. And, and same thing with our uh, sales, the last call. Um, you know, we'll have a we'll have a, a pre uh, uh, last call show, and we'll talk about the horses that are going to be in that sale uh, when the sale starts, so forth and so on. And then we're just going to you know rock it, uh, you know, with it because. All the people that we've contacted and and are connected with, it's all about distribution. You know, and like I said, I I might not have a lot of people, but when they go to advertisers and sponsors and and they say, okay, you know, this is where we're going, it's great. You know, and um, the companies that we're looking at is like John Deere, for example. Um, John Deere uh, would like, you know, to be involved with us. Because, you know, we do get out to, you know, uh, three or four people at least. And, and John Deere sells anything from, um, you know, weed eaters all the way up to the big tractors that they can, you know, uh, tell ground uh, until, uh, you know, uh sun comes up. And so, you know, we're offering a lot of things to a lot of people. And we're just not offering to, you know, one breed of people. We're offering it to all the horsemen. And that's what makes a big difference in what we're doing here, you know, uh, at IE. And so, but it's all about distribution. And that's why we're trying to get as many people as we can, you know, to send us information about their uh, uh, equestrian uh, operations, uh, where they're at, what they're doing, and everything. And I, and I tell you, one of the things that, that I'm really searching for now are the small horse shows. Uh, the regional local horse shows. Uh, that's what I'm looking for now because that is the backbone uh, of the horse industry. Um, it, it's the small shows. These are where uh, uh, the kids get their start. Um, you know, and and they are on their way to the Olympics. Uh, you know, every one of them. You know, are thinking Olympics, and um, so which, which is good to have that dream and chase that dream. You know, and so we figured if we could get them more exposure um, to these smaller uh, horse shows, um, you know, it, it really helps out a lot. And, you know, it gives, it, it brings a little uh, um, more excitement to the horse show when they know that they can, uh, you know, watch, uh, watch on IEN or, you know, wherever we're doing the distribution to. Um, it, it helps the kids out a lot. And, and then too, it helps the shows out because now they can go to their uh, sponsors and say, "Hey, look, you know, um, we may only have uh, 25 horses in this horse show today. You know, it's going to be about a, a two and a half, three-hour show. And um, but yet, you know, you're you're on the internet, uh, you're on BBS radio and TV, uh, you know, you're on uh, a local a local channel in your area. Uh, so you know, that's why why we do that." And again, it goes all back to uh, you know distribution, and that's what we're founded here on uh, distribution. And it's certainly not my expertise and my knowledge on the horse on horses. You know, it's just, I'm just one man's opinion. You know, here and, uh, and that's the way I look at it. And now to give you some uh, foundation about uh, you know why we did. Uh, uh, built the foundation for IEN like we did, um, is five, six years ago, I, I could see this coming. Uh, you know, I could see, um, you know, where we needed to go in the horse industry and how we needed it, needed to do it. And, you know, and, and so long, so far it's coming along very slow, you know, over the last five years and the COVID actually helped us, uh, with this project. In, in all of the horse industry it's just a matter of how we dealt with it and i think we're dealing with it pretty good i just need to get in gear and get the video going and, and you know start getting the interviews going um uh, because there, there's a ton of them laying out here um you know for the spring and the summer and um now to uh, add substance to what we're doing uh a, a good example Kingland uh, to host seven digital sale auctions in 2021. Um, this is this is last call. This is what last call was all set up for, which we have here at IN, and we don't know. And like I said, this this is I founded this company and and you know was thinking about this years ago, and now we're ready to implement some of our distribution policies. Uh, the seven di- digital sales uh, auctions in 2021 for Keener. Um not being able to have, you know, fans, uh, you know, or buyers at the sales. And with it only being limited to digital, um, sales became very important. And so the uh, we're looking at uh, uh, the sale dates of 2021. We've got March 23rd, May 25th, June 29th, July 27th, August 31st, October 26th, and December 14th. That's literally one a month for a while, you know, almost. And that's, that's what's exciting about this is they have enough clients that are willing to take a chance selling the horses digitally, you know, on their website. And so now, you know, with Keenan, their thing is, is how, how do they, you know, how do they handle this digital sales? It's all about distribution. You know, you can spend a lot of money driving, uh you know, these owners and trainers and all to the Keeneland website. Uh, you know, you, you can do that. Uh, you know, it's a lot of money to do that. But then you get a, a guy that comes along like me. You know, the, I'm not big, you know, but it's another means of distribution. Um, you know, they might find uh, uh, you know uh, a small television station in in Indiana that's looking to you know upgrade their programming and and things of that nature. That's maybe a two or three tier you know off of a major network. And um, uh, the horse racing is good in Indiana. And, and you know, there you go. You got you got somebody to fill in a time slot. And uh, a friend of mine at uh, one of the networks. Um, told me, he said, you know, Scotty, he said, for the last two years, he said, we've been running Roy Rogers, Dale Evans, the Lone Ranger, um, sitting on their tombstone territory week in and week out for the last two years. And he said, we're just looking for anything that we could put on that time slot. And um, so we got to discussing it, and worked out a deal with him that we'd be able to do that to fill a time slot. And I was pretty um, you know, uh bendable on uh, a time slot. I didn't come in and said I want, you know, uh two o'clock on Tuesday afternoon. Uh I told him I said, what would fit for you and where can I get the best deal at with you? And so, you know, we looked at it and looked at it at the grid and and so we worked out a good deal. On it, um, we're going to be able to not only be, uh, you know, on at a regular time, on a regular date, but we're going to have other times that we're literally going to be morning, noon, you know, uh, night and late night, uh, just to fill, uh, you know, spots and, you know, get get uh, the three stooges off, you know, um, you know, 20 times a day. And so that, that's what uh, you know, we're looking at. But this digital sales is a sale of the future. Um, they have, uh, uh, for a long time now, uh, on-gate uh, horse sales uh, that Eric Cherry has. Uh, they've been selling standard breads on on-gate, and it's like a, an eBay-style auction. Um, you come in and the auction starts on, like on Monday, and then it runs like five days in a row. And, you know, on Friday night at five o'clock, the, the auction closes. And so that's really, that's really been doing good. And, you know, that, that's one of those things that uh, you can go and, and watch the auction at your leisure. Um, you know, you can uh, watch, see the auction at two o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the afternoon, you know, and you know that it's going to close on Friday night at five o'clock, we'll say. And, um, so that, that's good. But the Keenan auction, um, what I like about it is it's going to be uh, a digital sales ring, and uh, it's the convenience and flexibility to the sell, sellers and buyers uh is, is phenomenal. Uh, you know, and it's just something that, that's going to be good. And, and like I say on uh, our show, Last Call, um, where is the last bid coming from? Is it going to be called? Uh, come from the phone is it going to be coming from uh, you know the internet or will it be coming from somebody that uh, might be um, uh, allowed into the sales arena because they do have a limited amount of people that, that you know would be able to be there and, and even if they're not uh, you know um, it's it's great uh, you know so I think that uh, we're, we're going to be right on top of it and, and again like I said it's about distribution. You know, we're going to connect you to any and everything equine, uh, whether it's a veterinarian, overnight stabling, horse transportation, um, feed, blacksmith. Uh, you know, the whole nine yards. We're going to have it with with a, you know, with that. And so you're going to see this coming down the road uh, even more. Um, you know, Keeneland's really stepping forward. They're going to have the seven auctions. Uh, they're all set up for it. Um, you know this online auction will really, uh, uh, you know, be a head turner. And, and you know the greatest thing about it is, is when you start selling horses online, like on Last Call or, you know, on Gate or Keeneland or you know where what have you. You got to remember something. You're you're cutting down a tremendous amount of costs because you don't have to leave your farm. Those horses can stay right where they're at and get sold just like they were at Keeneland, you know, in, in Keeneland itself. You know, or, you know, it's a fast-actempting, Um, you know, so that, that's the thing that, that I like about that. And, and so now the owners have to come in and they got to get their farm looking real good so that whenever they go out and do the videos of the horses that are going to be online, um, you know, they, it's got to look good. The backdrop, you know, got to look good. So again, it goes about distribution. Again, that's why John Deere. You know, and people like that, uh, like to get involved because they're going to be a part of that, you know, and it's kind of like creating business and business and business for more people. Um, you know, that, that's, that's what it's doing. You know, so, but, um, now for the last part, what we're doing is, uh, since we talked a lot about the thoroughbreds, uh, today, just kind of generally went over the schedule a little bit and get real specific or anything, uh, about it just other than, you know, some of the horses I thought. Um, the Florida Derby's coming up, and they got a lot of uh, uh, pre-races that will be coming up for that, uh, the Fountain of Youth, and, and then, like in Hot Springs, if the weather was good, they would be having the Southwest, and, you know, New Orleans had, you know, at fairgrounds. All the racetracks, you know, have um, a premier race that they lead up to. Um, you know, and so that that's part of their race meet there. And, and every track wants to get the people involved. Now, uh, some of the tracks that uh, that you go to
1: might have
0: um, a limited amount of spectators. Some of them don't. Uh, you just have to, you know, um, go to their website and see. But uh, what I'm going to talk about right now you know, for the next couple of minutes is um, – uh, Churchill Downs. Um, growing, growing up, and I was a Derby fan from the get-go. And uh, growing up in uh, Southern Indiana, uh, it, it was uh, kind of nice to be around, you know, Churchill Downs. I can remember my dad driving us um, around Churchill Downs on Derby Day. Um, just we couldn't go in because they didn't allow kids, uh, but we at least got the the, the feel, the atmosphere. Uh, seeing the people going back and forth, you know, hearing the crowd roar. And so, you know, that was really good. But, um, uh, Churchill has come a long way as far as being fan favorites. Um, they've got a, they've got a thing here that I, I think it's really worth the money. Um, you don't have to live in the area to do it. Um, you can plan a vacation around it. And even if you just plan to go to Churchill one time a year. Uh, you know, or maybe two times a year. This package is worth it. It's called the Fast Track Family Membership Benefits. Um, It's $125. It's free admission for family members when uh, presenting your membership card. They have four complimentary uh, guest vouchers that you get uh, when you come in. Uh, Family name recognition on the the, uh, museum membership board in the museum lobby a subscription to the museum's newsletter, the Inside Track. You get a 10% discount in the gift shop, Derby Museum store, and catalog phone orders, which is really good. Um, you get an invitation to special events and discounted tickets. Uh, you get a participation in the Junior Jockey Club, which is really good. Uh, the kids come over and they get to face painting and you know, they get to see the horses, and they get to do all the good things that kids love to do. And and, all, and then a special membership ID uh, for children under 15 years of age. Uh, so they get them, them a little ID, and it, it gives them a sense of, you know, belonging, you know, and, and participating, you know, in an adult world, uh, you know, uh, uh, horses there. Um you get a complimentary uh, use of the Kentucky Museum box at Churchill Downs for all race meets, and but that doesn't include um, you know Kentucky Day, uh, Derby Day or Kentucky Oaks Day, but whenever you go to the meet during the regular meet, uh, you get you get to go up to the um, uh, you know the Derby Museum box, you know to watch the, the races, and it's a good box, uh, you know it it's, uh, makes you feel uh, like like a, a Really important. You know, uh, regular people can feel like millionaires, you know, when they, when they go there. And, and But that's what I like about this package. Like I said, it's $125 uh, that we have there. Um, so that, And then you have reservations for the uh, turf club at Churchill Downs. Uh, guest fees do apply to that. Um, so, you know, you can get in. You can get a lot of nice food. Um, you can get, uh, enjoy a nice day at the Derby. Uh, you can dress up, um, you know, in, in your in your derby doings, and you know it doesn't have to be Derby Day. But you know you can do you, you can do that. Uh, you know who knows you might have to go to MyRaceHorse dot com and and get into a syndicate for thirty five bucks and be a part of, of a winner like uh, they did with Authentic last year. Authentic had uh, close to five thousand owners that had bought small shares of it uh I even, mean, you know, thirty five dollar lots, you know, and and here here they got a, a an owner's license, they get a derby picture and they're part of a derby winner and all. But um every track has something similar to this, uh backside tours, tours in the other facilities and, and all. So that's what we kind of look at um, you know, and uh what we do here at IN about distribution and you know things of that nature. And it's kind of exciting, you know, to know that that uh, you know you're you're out there and you can do that. And like I said, this fast uh, track family membership benefit—that's $125 for the whole family, you know—and that that's great for vacation, you know, time you come up there and spend a week going to the races, you know, or the weekend and and get to see all the things and do all the things that that are there, um, you know. And so that that's what uh, we're here. Uh, you know, if you go to the website, we'll show you how to get to, it. Um, you know, what we're doing, uh, you know, with the different tracks. Um, you know, if you're in Florida, you can go to Gulfstream, Tampa. Uh, they have the same thing, uh, Hot Springs, uh, you know, Arkansas for Oklahoma. So that's that's where it's at. Mardi Gras time at uh, the fairgrounds in New Orleans, see? they got a package, too. But um, that's about it for us today. I'm sure that I've confused enough. and got you scratching your head and, and the main thing is is if you're not talking good about me I hope you're talking bad about me I just hope you're talking about us <laughs> that's all I care about if you're not talking about it then I'm in trouble <laughs> and all. so stay tuned uh, to uh uh other BBS programs uh go to bbs uh dot and we'll see you next week or here talk to you next week on the International Equine Network.